Welcome to the KMS Spotlight Leaders Podcast, where we discuss all things knowledge management. In our first episode, we'd like to welcome Jerry Campbell, a seasoned CX expert and director of EI and Ops Consumer Services at United Healthcare. Thank you, everyone, for joining our latest podcast. And today, we're really excited to have an outstanding customer experience individual join us. So, Jerry Campbell, welcome. And Jerry is a customer experience guru, really. He's currently the director of customer services ENI for United Healthcare, and he has the oversight over the premium clients. So, really critical role there. And prior to that, he was working as the head of customer experience and social engagement at 7-Eleven. And in that role, he led a team that delivered world-class customer service and customer experience throughout the full omni-channel approach. And he transformed that 7-Eleven CX to include both a social media t- a care team designed to meet and delight customers in their space. And that really had a positive result and gave that seamless near real-time customer experience, which has become critical for all organizations. Outside of the workspace, so Jerry holds a BA in business administration management and an MBA in international business and is continuing to work on additional CX professional certifications. And aside from that is an amazing and interesting person that we're happy to join us today. So welcome. All right, thank you, Doran. Thank you for that introduction. Very welcome and we're excited to have you here. And you know, in our podcast, we like to begin kind of taking a step backwards. So trying to learn a little bit about you and, and how you got to where you got, what were those motivations? So let's start off with the, say from school, what was your favorite subject at school? And is that something that's kind of continued with you and, and influenced your, your, your world of customer experience? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, I, as I think about my experience in school and as I'm growing up, uh, my favorite, uh, favorite subjects were always math and science, right? I was drawn to numbers and just critical thinking and that kind of stuff. And then um, as it transpired into my career, I started getting away from thinking about the numbers and start thinking about people, right? So it's really strange, but I, as, as a numbers guy, my, my thought processes and everything kind of changed from that mathematical mindset to more people mindset. So it's been an evolution that it's kind of strange, but I enjoy where I'm at in the space. And you can use those mathematical skills that you had within the CX to make sure that you're pushing to the right areas. Yeah, there you go, right? I, I still have that analytical mindset when we talk about, hey, are we performing as we need to and digging into those numbers? So I am able to dig into those numbers, but really I, I leave that to more my analytical teams, but I like to drive success in people now, but, um, and the people that get the numbers for us, right? But there's always, as people always say, the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. They just don't lie. They, they always bear out the truth and it gives you some actionable decision points to which you can really guide and project your team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when we're, we're also thinking about kind of where you got to today, do, do you have a role model, maybe somebody real from, from your life or maybe even fake from a, from a book or from a, from a movie? Yeah. So I, as I think about it, right, I think about my parents and um, 
I have a military background, but my mom and dad, uh, my mom has always been the educator, right? Mm -hmm. She instilled in us that education was important. My dad was in the military and really they just, their hard work and ethic, you know, work ethics just inspired me and my sisters. And um, we come from a, a very meager background, but we've been successful. Both of my sisters are have doctorate degrees and um, just because of that education that my mom pushed them through, right? And they, they're both like deans at prestigious schools in uh, the United States here. And then myself, you know, I kind of took a different path. I went into the military for, you know, 30 years and I was very successful at that, reached the highest levels um, of leadership, did a lot of great things. And, and now I stepped out and while I was there, I was able to get my education. I always had that focus on that education, though, you know, getting my degrees, learning, and it still drives me today. And that's what, you know, when I'm talking to my parents, I'm still telling them, hey, I'm still driving, learning, and, and really pushing myself to be uh, that next level supervisor, leader, uh, get more education. So those two people, my mom and dad, and still, they're my heroes today, and they still in me the birth ethic and um, just drive that I have. That's super nice to hear. And you know, on my on my way to uh, to work today, I passed by a sign that said that if you uh, if you honor your parents, then the next generation will honor you. So I'm sure that it's something that will pass through and continue with the rest of the family. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I'm able to do as good a job with my sons as they did with their 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 uh, children. And um, so far, I've been successful, you know, and got a son that's going through college and then a, a younger son, but uh, we'll see if he makes it out of the household because he's a challenge, but uh, everything has been good. You know, life has been really good. And I, I, I think really, uh, Doran, that it's the foundation that my parents laid that has led to that success. Amazing. And in terms of the, uh in terms of the, the success, you mentioned your parents, but if you're trying to think about yourself and summarize Jerry in, in three words, is that something you could do? Oh, man. Um, I would say, first of all, I'm a servant leader, right? I, I Like I said, I, I love to, my leadership is, when I see success, is when I help others be successful, mm -hmm. get to where they need to be, um, always thinking about the other person. I lead um, the way I want to be led, right? And that's what I always tell people. So servitude, um, I think humility, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always never too big for the moment. You know, as I reach out, I look across and I see things that are going on and people say, oh, you're so successful. But even when I, I talk to my, my team here, I'm talking to the lowest level. I get out of this office and I go down and talk to the person that just got hired, right? And they're like, why are you the director coming down and talk to me? Because you need to know that I'm a human just like you, right? And then, and finally, I think that I'm driven. I'm just driven to just really, um, not only for personal success, but team success. You know, I, I did it 
at, uh, you know, you mentioned that I was at 7-Eleven. I did it for 7-Eleven, and I still keep in contact with those folks and say, hey, what are, what's your next drive? What's your next goal, right? And keeping them motivated to move up. And, um, and it's part of my legacy as well, right? I did it at Citibank as well before there. And now I'm doing it here and, and making small changes as I go, but I'm drive, driven to success. And, um, and in that drive, I'd like to be, you know, a servant leader to those people so that I can pull them up with my successful moves. Great, and, and I would say enthusiasm is the other, the other word that comes to my mind from speaking with you. There's always uh, big smiles and a lot of energy. So that's, yeah. uh, that will be my addition if you wanted a full word. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, right? And that's part of the that's part of the drive, though. You got to be. Mm-hmm. I cannot be negative about anything. I take those negative moments, and when I'm having a difficult day, I can't let that you know phone agent see that I I'm having a difficult day, and I just spin it around, smile, and and it comes with experience as well, because you know. As I said, I was in the military for 30 years mm-hmm. in some difficult situations. And I think about those situations I were in and I say, you know what? Today is not bad at all. During today is a good day. There could be a lot worse. It's all about perspective. So uh, I try to keep positive on all that. Absolutely. And if we kind of drill down a little bit more into that professional side. So if we're, if we're looking at knowledge management, as a as a as a tool a technology is is that how you would define it and what is what does knowledge management mean for you yeah for me it's just uh i think of it as a tool right and and how to deliver is that technology piece of it okay right the tool is i gotta get that that knowledge whatever it is to the the agent or to the chat or to uh, the email, I got to get that knowledge to that that point of delivery so that they can deliver it to the the um, the member or the customer. So I see it as a you know a resource and a a tool. Now, how you deliver that that technology piece behind that, you know, that's that's not what I understand a lot about, but I understand what it needs to do, right? It, I understand that the knowledge base drives the AI chatbot. It drives, you know, <clears throat> your FAQs on your websites or a, an automatic response in an email or even what the advocate or agent delivers to that person on the end of the line. So, that technology piece, while it is, you know, uh, critical and seamless, the tool is more about what what I really talk to my people about. And that's, I got to give you the tools to be able to produce an effortless experience for our customers. And when you talk about giving the tools, so how is it that you can successfully roll out a deployment then? I think uh, when we talk about rolling out a deployment of the tool, right? The first thing is, is we, uh, you know, integrate the technology pieces of it. It is, um, we need to, as a team, we need to understand our processes first, Doran. We have to understand our processes. 
uh, I tell all the technology people that come to me, you know, and I've said it with 7-Eleven and, and many speeches is like, you know, technology without process is just an automated mess, right? And so we got to have our processes straight, streamlined, understood, and be and have that guided light. Um, and then you can start introducing those tools that help you through those processes and the technology to help you uh, create e efficiencies in those processes, right? So that's where it begins is getting your own team um, in a room, butcher paper, sticky notes, understanding those tools, uh, the procedures, and then saying, you know what, I, I need, I think we need this knowledge base here to help us out in this process. And that's where it begins. Absolutely. You remind me of, uh, of one experience that, the, that we had the, with the sticky notes. Uh, I think the, the, the most uh, bizarre one I saw was uh, I visited a, a contact center and they were uh, bigger than sticky notes. They were giving out these, uh, these, uh, these folders of materials and they were giving out a printed Visio diagram that an agent was yeah. used during a call. And the worst thing about it was that it ended up in a circular loop. So it was impossible to complete the task. So it's definitely important to, to engage uh, the teams and make sure that they have materials that are gonna be helpful for them. Do you have any other ideas about how you can make sure that the, the team does become engaged within a, within a new deployment, say of a, of a CAM solution? Yeah, I think uh, you, you pretty much hit it right on the head there. You have to engage at the lowest levels, get input from the lowest levels, right? And, and even if, when you have these tools and you're still, they're implemented and you want to make improvements, I'm taking input from the lowest level, the, the lowest common denominator. I want to know from the person that's using it and you know, successfully. And I want to know from the person that's having trouble guiding through that because there's opportunities in both, right? Um, and I don't, you know, I don't discount what my managers or leaders are saying, but, you know, at the same time, I'm getting validation through what the actual operator is saying. So um, engaging, giving them the opportunity to engage in implementation, it keeps them motivated when you start talking about improving on the process of whatever tool you're using, you know, input on, hey, you know what, this knowledge article, it's not quite so right for what we're trying to deliver, right? And so I think there's a better way for us to do this or a better message and letting them have that input. Yeah, definitely. This is something that from, from the KMS Lighthouse we see with a, with a number of our clients that's not only having that feedback functionality uh, available uh, so that they can share ideas and suggestions ongoing, does it result in an improvement of the content, but it also makes them feel that value that they're part of the team, that they're not just somebody else preparing content and giving it over, but they're part of that whole process and flow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, um, for me, like I said, servant leadership. And then um, when I came here to this new company, the first thing I have with my leaders, I was like, we're going to take care of our people and we're going to empower them. We're going to create an environment in which they feel they can operate and they can be them, themselves fully and they're going to bring value back to us. Again, you know, I talk about numbers. 
we don't get, I don't get the numbers, the people get the numbers. And if I don't treat them right, they're not going to treat my customers right. And the numbers are going to reflect. So it is that circle, as you said, it's a full circle, but um, making them feel empowered and giving them the, the, the value sense to make change is really critical to the whole operation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and you, you can't get away from that maths from school, right? No, you still can't get away from that. <laughs> and in terms of the experiences for, uh, uh, for the employees, how is it that you're seeing uh, that knowledge management gives them benefits aside from them being involved in the process? What are the results that it's, it's, it's giving them? Well, here, here's what it does for them, especially when you can get the knowledge um, when, where, and how you want it, right? First of all, it, it creates a sense of, you know, empowerment and of confidence because they know they can give an, an answer to a person on a phone or in a chat, and it's going to be pretty much spot on, you know, 90, 95% is going to be correct. Um, and they're going to know it's correct because they've had input to that situation. Um, but the, the reciprocal side is just think how fast you can respond to a customer, right, in a chat or on the phone, because there's something that you can't ever get back during this time, right? And customers, they want to get in there, get their answer and, and move out. And then, you know, we always in CX, customer experience, they always talk about surveys. I'm not a big fan of surveys. Understand that they do produce those numbers that you can kind of gauge around. But at the end of the day, the person wants to be like, you know what, you did your job. The agent wants to feel like I was able to give them their information. I took care of them. And that person's gonna say, okay, survey 10, good, I'm gone. And thank you so much. Or they might say survey 10, the advocate, the agent was just so helpful. Thank you, right? That's what we wanna deliver. And then that just builds self-confidence in the team and they are they are now after a while they get to a point where they they just know some of the the knowledge right they know some of that stuff and they it just again that self-confidence and being able to take care of somebody and once you take care of somebody that is just an, an awesome feeling right you taking care of somebody so um creating that confidence and giving them the ability to serve is really what that that's all about, and we can see that again that 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 enthusiasm, that that importance that you're placing on serving and and, and customer experience, which is obviously the the key focus of of your role. Do you see any future trends in this space? Um, maybe particularly with knowledge management, or more generally, how is how is CX or customer experience going to evolve? Yeah, I think um, you know as much as people want to get away from phone calls, I don't, that's not going to happen. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, uh, certainly there's other channels and other things that we're able to do and manipulate and give information. Um, but as a, in the current state for the next, you know, five to 10 years, the phone is going to be um, that, that single source, the majority source. Now, you know, we have, you know, the capability of putting things out on um, social media, right? Those and other forms of the phone, you know, text messaging, 
um, kind of responses, but it's, you know, it's still kind of that, that phone system in your hand that you're going to be utilizing, whether it be voice or text message. And I think um, as we look at this, I think we'll, we'll start going away a little bit from chat because chat is, is, I mean, while it's good, people are really not responding well in chat that much. What they are responding to is, hey, you know, I had this issue. Can you text me a video to show me how to do this? Or I had this, you know, can that's where it's going. And people are doing that already, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you see some of the service industry, they're sending videos on how-to, YouTube videos, and they're texting it to their customers. Mm -hmm. Like a customer says, you know, I'm having trouble with, putting this piece together. Oh, here, here's a video. Now they're self-serving. And that's where I see um, a lot of this going, you know, self-service. The phone is definitely not going anywhere, um, but those kind of uh, capabilities. And again, to your point, if you don't have your knowledge management together and you're not putting a, a consistent message out there, then you're gonna be, you're gonna get a lot of phone calls. And that's what we're trying to deflect is phone calls, right? That's what companies want to do, deflect phone calls, save time with uh, technology and save money on employees. But if you don't have the right knowledge management, you'll never get there. Absolutely. And I, I really, really like your, that point that you made about the phone because everyone thinks, well, maybe that phone communication is dead. But the phone has become more critical to our lives than it ever has been. Everyone can't get away. If you look at the younger generation, even more so that everything is on the phone. There's no television. There's no, no activities outside of the phone. Gaming, everything is on the phone. So it's, it's kind of become more critical than ever before even. Yeah, absolutely. And I take that from my youngest son. You know, he's 13, just got on the phone, his first phone, right? And uh, man, he... He doesn't care about TV. He really doesn't. He he has his gaming computer. He's put that thing. It's collected dust. All his all his video game systems are collecting dust because he walks around on his phone and he's looking at YouTube. You know that's what they do. That's what the youngsters do. They look at YouTube. Gamers playing games on YouTube. I don't get it. I don't get it, Doran. But that's what they do. And to your point. It's just, it's going to be part of normal life, right? You you want to know how to get something done, you're going to get a text message and it's going to have, it's pulling from a database somewhere, right? That that video, that knowledge base is pulling and sending it to those people. And they're like, okay, I got it. I don't need to talk to anybody. I can just go in there and I can do it myself. It's all about self-service. Absolutely. And if you're... Um kind of thinking about recommendations for anybody that's interested in the customer experience space. Do you have a, a blog that's a, a, your go-to blog or, or other podcasts that you listen to or specific uh, thought leaders that you'd recommend uh, our, our listeners to, uh, to, to consider looking into? Yeah, absolutely. I would say Shep Hyken, um, man, he's a tremendous guy. He's him and I are hometown guys. He's from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. Hometown guy. I've been on his show, but number one, if you want to know something about customer experience, you gotta you gotta follow Shep. Mm -hmm. Listen to his podcast. Listen to his radio shows. 
He, he gives out fantastic information. Um, another guy, press one, uh, press one for Nick. You might have heard of Nick as well. Um, him and I have tremendously grown, to, you know, in this time of uh, COVID. I got to reach out and talk to Nick. First, listen to one of his podcasts. And then I was like, I need to talk to this guy just to see where he's thinking and how he just interests me, right? And so I jumped in and started talking to him and really just uh, understood um where he was coming from, but he has a great podcast, Press One for Nick. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, you know, portray that one out and throw that one out. And then, you know, I I think about some of the just thought leaders and um, people that I think about, especially in leadership, Uh, Simon Sinek. I I look and read up on his books. I um, actually got to meet Simon. And him and I had like a 30, 40 minute conversation. So that was good. Um, and then finally, uh, I want to just just throw out, um, you know, Zappos, uh founder. Um, God, I can't think of his name right now. I have his book right here, Tony Shea, right? Um, and Tony Shea, The Power of Wow, Zappos. Um, Unfortunately, tragically, he uh, passed away last year while he was trying to help somebody and trying to help people get out of a building in a fire. But if you can get the Zappos books, man, uh, I went by there. I got to meet uh, Tony and and talk with him and talk with the Zapponese. That's what they call their employees. Man, they give you all the customer experience you need. You'll be overfilled with that. So get those Zappos books, The Power of Wow, and um, you'll be greatly educated on CX. Wow. And you, you even did the, the full promo with the, oh, yeah. with the book. Oh, yeah. You're a true professional there to the end. <laughs> Had to. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to, to take this, uh, this uh, opportunity to really thank you for, for joining us and sharing, uh, sharing some of those, uh, those ideas and experiences that you've had over your really interesting career and, and also the, the, uh, the heartwarming and the, the love and the, the, the respect you have for your, to your parents as the driving force is, uh, is always uh, really great, uh, great to hear. And I'm sure that everyone from your family that listens to that will be super proud. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, man. It's been a, just a pleasure to conversate with you and KMS and look for exciting things for you guys down the road. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Take care.